Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, how'd you like some crypto with your Whopper? Maybe even it could be a uh, impossible Whopper. Uh, crypto mania, I mean, it is all the rage. Everywhere I walk, people stop to ask me questions about crypto. I had a guy who I was walking the dogs. A guy pulls over, stops his car, gets out, and wants to talk to me about a crypto I'd never heard of. And so there is a mania with it. I also want to talk about cars and one company I love is in trouble. And also tell you whether a car you drive is a speeding ticket magnet. Think you drive one of those? So Burger King doing this tie-in with Robin Hood that is, if you have the Burger King loyalty program, the app, all that, when you order food, it enters you into a chance to get crypto for free. And... This is good for Robin Hood, good for Burger King. Burger King attracts a young male audience that's really into crypto. And I know I've been terrible on the crypto thing for so long. I, I have said that the idea of having an electronic currency is a really valid concept, that there are reasons for worldwide efficiency that having the ability to move money around electronically is an enormous advantage. Um, the world's biggest banks have been operating a cartel-like thing, charging huge money for moving money around the world. And the potential advantage of electronic money is that it will cut the banks out and take their slice away and make the movement of money more efficient for customers, individuals, and businesses. So what could possibly be wrong with where we are right now with crypto that I'm always throwing cold water on it? Because if money is truly going to be used in a way that it can be moved easily, be stored easily, it has to have a value that is predictable. Where we are right now with cryptos is when people stop me and want to talk to me about crypto, they're looking at it as a get-rich-quick scheme. Finding the latest, greatest, coolest crypto that they can buy that's going to go to the sky in value. And that is not 
where I see the importance of this. Besides, the problem with crypto is so much of what's been promoted are just flat-out scams. They're just Ponzi schemes that steal your money. So the underlying concept of having electronic money and electronic means of moving the equivalent of money around the world, that is obviously something that I believe will be a very important part of the future and will get rid of some of the drag on economic opportunity, economic growth and opportunity that the big banks are an impediment to that growth and it create inefficiency in the marketplace. But where we are right now is still the 1849 gold rush kind of thing. It is still the Wild West. And know that it is a form of gambling, not at this point a form of investing. And so I continue to throw cold water on where we are now, but not where ultimately we will get to after a lot of sound and fury. Well, I do have a question about crypto. I thought oh, I would shocked. read. Sincere. I'm shocked. How many do we get every week? Would you um, guess? Well, I think a lot of people know how you where your stance is, but um, but and some people disagree with you. But Dimitri is really interested in doing it. And Dimitri's in Oregon. He says, "I'm getting started in trading crypto. Do you know of the best way I could evaluate to find the best platform and their fee structure? Have you looked into this at all?" Yeah. So right now. Um, Gemini and Coinbase are two of the most recognized platforms. I think you're going to see the cost structures for trading crypto stabilize and become uh, really transparent when the discount stockbrokers offer regular trading platforms in crypto. And I think that is going to happen as a routine kind of thing over the next several months. Fidelity Investments of the big discount brokers has been the most forward-thinking in this, looking for ways to create a transparent and affordable platform for buying, selling, and holding crypto. And so, again, we're still in very, very early stages. There have been these uh, ugly stories where people who have legitimately bought something like Bitcoin, have lost track of their Bitcoin or had it stolen from them. And one of the things that has to be fixed as part of having a mature trading platform for crypto is where Dimitri wouldn't have to worry or wonder where would be the safe places and where would be the ones with clear fee structures that would be good for you to buy and sell and hold crypto because the holding of crypto is another thing that the marketplace has not worked out yet in a truly safe manner where when you buy it that you don't have to worry about your crypto being stolen from you. And this is from Carol in Ohio. My brother is 96 years old and he has to move. The current property is being sold and he has to be out in the next 45 days. Unfortunately, his income does not meet the required ratios for the rent, and he needs a cosigner. My question is, how will being a cosigner for one year affect my credit? So, Carol, first, congratulations for having such longevity in your family. 
have a brother who's already 96 years old. Um, and living on his own. Yeah, one, yeah, that really is great that your brother's in such apparently great health. So the 45 days to move, if your brother has an existing lease, the new owner of the property has to honor that existing lease. If he's month to month, they do have the right to tell him to move on, and I don't know what that situation is. So if you co-sign, it does affect you in the event your brother does not pay. As long as your brother pays, then you're fine. Pays and pays on time. Your harm as a cosigner comes if he doesn't pay rent on an on-time basis, doesn't pay rent at all, and the landlord reports that about you and him ultimately to the credit bureaus. That's where you get hurt. Being a cosigner of the lease could potentially affect you if you're looking at making a big purchase that would require, as an example, Carol, you're taking out a mortgage. But other than that, what you're doing for the love of your brother is something that would be very helpful to him and normally would be neutral for you unless he does not meet his obligations. So what you want is you want the landlord, where you're going to be a cosigner, to send you electronic statements along with him so you will know if your brother is not keeping up his rent payments quick enough so you can step in and make that payment. And that is the real downside of a cosigner is you are responsible for that rent for that individual, in this case your brother, if he doesn't pay. From Sam in Washington, my partner and I recently welcomed our first and last baby into our family. My partner is going to be a stay-at-home parent. We thought we should get term life insurance on him. That way, if he passes while the baby is young, I wouldn't struggle to cover child care costs. Unfortunately, my partner has type 1 diabetes and has had it since childhood. Clark, we tried everything, even going to an insurance broker, but only one company would even look at an application for him. The estimated premium was $150 and contingent on a medical exam, blood work, and a full medical records review. What should we do? Right now, we just plan to not have him die while the baby's young, but realistically, I feel like we should have an actual plan. Should we put extra money into our IRA or brokerage accounts? So, all right, so having type 1 diabetes causes you to be rated for insurance doesn't necessarily disqualify you for insurance. As you said, uh, he has to endure a medical exam and all that. Go ahead and do it. And you said estimated premium was 150 but I don't know if you mean uh, what time period that's per, per week, per month, uh, whatever that period is and how much coverage you're looking at. But going through the medical underwriting is a good idea, and it's what I recommend. If you get rejected for that, then yes, the answer is you beef up the amount of money you have in savings and in investments to deal with a possibility that your partner will die young. But remember, the medical industry is much, much better at disease management with diabetes and the possibility for a normal or near normal lifespan 
continues to get better and better for people with type 1 diabetes. This is from Myron in Louisiana. I have a credit card that I've had for over 20 years. The credit limit is $18,000. For the last seven years, I've not used it as much, maybe putting four to $500 per month on the card. Before then, I would put around four to $6,000 per month on the card. I've always paid the full balance each month. Today, I received a letter from the bank saying they noticed I'm spending way below the available line of credit. Therefore, they're reducing the credit line from 18000 to 9000 Should I be concerned? My credit score has always been above 800 I don't want anything to hurt it. So, Myron, the credit review of you that found that you're using a very low percent of your available credit set off alarm bells with them because what the credit card companies worry about is that at some point you may start to wheeze financially, look at that as a big pot of money to be able to support yourself, and you suddenly charge up to the limit. And so if you have a number of other credit cards and you're keeping your utilization, the amount of your available credit at or below 30%, and preferably if you're above 800, your utilization likely is below 10%. As long as your ratios will stay in that general vicinity, this will not harm you any meaningful amount. On the other hand, if this reduction by your issuer cutting your credit limit in half reduces your overall available credit to a point where the amount of charging you do each month takes you above that 30% threshold, that will harm your credit score and standing a lot. What I recommend is you apply for another credit card somewhere else to bring more available credit into your life if you're going to have a utilization issue with this reduction and limit coming into effect. And I want you to apply now while you still have that score above 800. There are a number of great no annual fee cards that come with nice rewards for someone who's a net payer like you are, and that's how you would counterbalance this reduction in your limit. And straight ahead, you know I've talked about how great it is to be able to buy a car right online with good consumer protections, Carvana, the fastest growing in that industry, but they're having some serious operational issues right now that you need to know about. Also, there's a new list out of which cars get the most speeding tickets. Is yours one of them? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over the last couple of years, I've talked with great enthusiasm about the online sellers of used cars. People hate the car buying process. And particularly people that are younger were targeted originally by Carvana and Vroom as the market because they assumed that only people that were younger 
would pull out a cell phone, shop for a car, and click to purchase sight unseen right online. Well, it turns out people of all ages have been willing to do it because what you have with these used car sellers, in addition to CarMax, which has both the physical and the online ability to buy a car, is you have a time period you can reject that car for any reason after you take delivery. And it varies. Some markets, CarMax is a month. Uh, others, typically with uh, Carvana and Vroom, it's seven days. And people have loved the buying process. But there's been a problem after you buy the vehicles that I addressed months ago with the state of North Carolina taking administrative action against Carvana and actually shutting them down in part of the state at one of their centers for messing up all the paperwork for people. And, you know, typical states will have a temporary plate or tag they issue you. You have a period of time that varies by state, but typically 30, 45, or 60 days to get a permanent tag or plate on the vehicle. And Carvana wasn't getting that done in parts of North Carolina. And now the Wall Street Journal reports that the problems have multiplied at Carvana. And now several states have Carvana under review or sanction for failing to get things like title transfer and vehicle registrations done in time, causing problems for drivers. And in many states, the police will pull you over for that expired temporary tag or plate. You get hit with a ticket for something you didn't do wrong. They did. And there are people that are afraid to drive their vehicles they've gotten from Carvana because they can't get the paperwork done, can't get the tag or plate. And so then a car they're paying for is sitting in a garage. Um, Carvana would not respond to the Wall Street Journal about the various state actions against it that are now taking place around the country. And this is a problem. The Better Business Bureau has seen a huge uptick in complaints about Carvana not getting the paperwork done. So I just want you to know that the complaints have been multiplying. Michigan, Ohio, Texas, Georgia, and I mentioned prior North Carolina, who knows where else. And this is something they got to get fixed because this is supposed to be a relatively painless way to buy a vehicle. I think it clearly is the future. And right now, Carvana does not have its administrative act together. And you're talking about the second largest purchase most people ever make, the vehicle they drive. Um, Speaking of the vehicle you drive, there was a list put out recently by Insurify of the vehicles that you're most likely to get a ticket from. And it was funny because, Krista, you overheard me talking with my teenage son, Grant, about this list. And he and I came to, usually he and I bicker and argue about things. We came to a complete meeting of the mind on how these vehicles end up on this list. And was it funny how animated he was He's talking amazing. about he has so much each, knowledge. each of these vehicles? So number one, most likely to get you a ticket, 
the Subaru WRX, followed by the Hyundai Genesis Coupe, the Kia Stinger, the Mazda 3, the Subaru Subaru BRZ. Man, Subaru drivers. I would have thought that was last on the list. Oh, no. We got more coming from Subaru. Wait, there's more. (laughs) But next, a brand that doesn't even exist anymore, but there are a lot of their vehicles still on the road, the Scion FRS, which is actually a Subaru BRZ with a a thing where Subaru was making the vehicles for Scion. So basically, yet another Subaru. Uh, The GMC Sierra, it's the one that doesn't really fit with the rest. Volkswagen GTI, Subaru Impreza, another Subaru, and the Hyundai Veloster. All right, so what is the real common thread with these 10 vehicles minus the GMC Sierra, which I don't know how it made it on the list. But the one common thread is these vehicles attract young guys as drivers. And when I saw this list, it immediately brought to mind that when I see a Subaru WRX adjacent to me on the road, and I'm sorry if you are an ultra-safe WRX driver. I just assume that the driver of that WRX, just prior experience in my life, is going to be crazy behind the wheel, and I give that driver extra, extra space, and I am watching you like a hawk because I don't want to be in a wreck with you. So I believe that the Insurify list says a lot more about young guys than it does any of these vehicles. And you mentioning the Subaru, the funny thing about Subaru is Subaru has tended to uh, be very attractive as a brand to people who are generally more careful behind the wheel. They want to be able to operate in the snow. They want to be able to Imagine they're going to spend a lot of time in the wilderness, even if it never leaves a suburban road system. And Subaru has a second personality where they make vehicles that are very attractive to young guys. And young guys, there's a reason insurers treat young drivers who are male so bad from 16 to 24 because they tend to, well, not to be the most careful behind the wheel. I've never seen this. I didn't realize Subaru made a car. I mean, it looks like a sports car, the WRX. I had no idea. I just not, think of the wagons. You're not a young guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. You want to get to some questions sure, here? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Wayne in Pennsylvania, speaking of cars, says, my granddaughter needs a car for four months in a college class, for a college class. Oh, boy. Buying a car in these times is very costly. Do you have a recommendation for renting a car for this purpose? Okay, Wayne, you've given me like an impossible task here. So I'm going to pull some possible rabbits out of the hat. There are organizations that will allow you to take over the remainder of somebody's lease. With the inflated price of vehicles right now, uh, swap a lease and their competitor, trying to remember their competitor's name, they are, um, there's not as much inventory available to take over leases right now, but that is the least 
costly way to get this done. What happens when you take over somebody's lease is the uh, leasing company has to financially underwrite you taking over that lease, say that, yeah, you're good for the money. Lease trader is the other Lease trader is the other. And so they release the current leaseholder from that lease. You take on that liability for your granddaughter. And then at the remainder of the lease, you might not find something exactly four months. We might find five or six left on a lease. Then when it's done, as long as it's still in great shape, you just turn it back in to the leasing company, and you're done. That is by far the most affordable way. The other thing to do is to buy an older used vehicle. The prices are inflated on all used vehicles, but the increase in the inflation, inflated prices as you move down the age band becomes less significant. You could buy it. Uh, you'll suffer some financial harm selling it four months later, but probably not a great deal. All right. And Kim in Mississippi says, what do you think about the credit karma feature called Karma Drive that tracks your driving habits? They say it can help unlock lower insurance rates. Do you see any downside to unlocking this feature? So, gosh, you know, all this is, if you read the terms of service, Kim, This is essentially progressive, which was the earliest, and they were really the pioneer of tracking your driving. It's kind of like a a co-branded joint venture with progressive where it will track your driving. And then in turn, uh, if you're driving really, really well, it gets you lower rates by well, meaning very, very safe behind the wheel. If you are not driving so safe, then you're going to pay more for the insurance. It's just like the telematics systems that are spreading throughout the auto insurance market. But as I shared recently, a tiny percent of people, I think it's 4% of drivers have been willing to use these technologies and allow their insurer to have a seat in the car with them. And from Sharon in Georgia, for AFib alerts, is the Samsung watch with a Samsung phone better than an Apple Watch with an Apple phone? So for AFib, both systems, I have the Samsung Watch 4 on my wrist right here. one wrist, and what's on the other one? This is a Garmin fitness tracker. And then I have my Aura (laughs) ring, which tracks my health. So I am the the bionic man. I've got all (laughs) these devices on. So the Garmin, let me digress for a second. The Garmin, um, I guess I have a certain obsessive personality. Anyway, so I've been tracking my um, activity with Garmin for now 10 years, 11 years, something like that. And I can't seem to break the habit because I already have the Aura tracking me and I've got the Samsung tracking me, but I digress. Uh, the Samsung watch system and the Apple system, they both are given props for working really well for AFib alerts. I find it difficult for me using the Samsung system. The experience a lot of people with the Apple is that they use it maybe at first a fair amount, and then they kind of trail off paying attention to it. But if you are worried about your heart, 
I really like for you to look at a dedicated device just for it that is called the Cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A, that is much more sophisticated, the Cardia 6L or 6-lead, much more sophisticated device than what you get with the Apple or the Samsung. And if you have a reason, like I have a Cardia, because I have a heart defect, uh, I guess from birth, and I am at greater risk of having heart uh, heart event. Is that what we call it? Heart event. Anyway, so I use the Cardia, and it allows me to have a much more sophisticated reading on my heart than you get with either of the watches at this time. Although the technology with the wearables will get better and better, the Cardia 6 lead tends to be priced, depending on when you find it, between like 129 and 149 And it's very, very simple to use. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. And remember that we got money advice for you around the clock. We never sleep at Clark.com. So 24 hours a day, you can find information that will help you be empowered with knowledge that protects your wallet and helps you grow it too.